The most recent episode of Making Conversations Count just dropped on Thursday. Did you catch it yet? Now, the guest needs no real formal introduction from me, but I'm going to give you one anyway, just in case you've not yet heard. It's Marcus Sheridan, the pool guy. No, not an 80s television sitcom starring Lee Majors. The pool guy. Also known as the They Ask, You Answer Man. That's because he wrote a book all about answering when they ask. Here's a clip. So they ask you answer is a philosophy in a framework, all right? It's a philosophy in that it should eliminate debate amongst leadership teams or marketing teams. And in what has now become podcast-honored tradition, Wendy and I sat down and took a deep dive into Marcus's appearance. Marcus's or Marcus. I always struggle with that. Mr. Sheridan. <laughs> wow. Marcus Sheridan gets a Wendy Woo dance. I love it. <laughs> I was like this. Here's my copy. Here's my copy. I've had it since 2017. <laughs> honest, honest to goodness. I mean, such a girl fan. I really had to behave myself. I could hear my good friend, Jenny Proctor, who's also been a guest on the show. She did a post on LinkedIn and I've been telling her about, about Marcus for like ever. And I remember sitting in the garden having lunch and telling her all about it. And she's going, oh, okay. And she did this post on LinkedIn and somebody else got the bloody credit for it. And I was like, I've told you about that. I can't <laughs> tell you how many times I've told you about that. But of course it was just in context for her at the time. So I, I had to remind her on LinkedIn, you know, I had to comment and say, oh, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> for this book, I mean, one of the things is that it's just universal. It doesn't matter who you are, what you do. You can, I don't know, be an industrial cleaner. You can be a fishing boat uh, or events organiser, a uh, hairdresser. You literally could be anybody. And it was me he was speaking to. I had to just say thank you, Marcus, for speaking to me. That was where our conversation started, was that you came through in your book. And it wasn't just the content of writing stuff for your customers to understand and be better educated. I got to know you. I got to know your journey. I felt like I was sitting at your kitchen table at midnight while you were still worrying about what to write next. And would you still have a business? This book takes us all on that journey and it needed to come out into the world. So, you know, post-it notes, red pen, pencil, highlighters, that tells you how many times I've gone back to that book yeah. to just check back on something and I've found something new, another, another layer and another perspective on the same stuff. What I really love about Marcus, and it came across in droves when you had your conversation with him, was how massively humble he is in terms of the purpose, his why. It was obviously not as many authors are, oh, I want to write a book on something I know because I want to make money and create a sustainable income. It was totally about, I've got this philosophy and I want to share it with the world. And if people read it, great. If they don't or they don't agree with it, fine too. And that came across massively in how 
he sort of reacted to you saying, you know, I've got this book here and I've got this notes in it and I've underlined this. You could just hear in his reaction to that, uh, wow, I'm, you know, it's almost like he was grateful to you for having that response to what to his life's work. Just incredibly humbling conversation. He wrote his book with the same approach that I wrote mine, which was, this is what I've done and been doing and it worked for me. I'm going to share it with you because you might need it too. And in actual fact, I took my book and made it a workbook because I was so conscious that book affected me so much that I was writing in the margins and I was using my highlighter pen and the post-it notes that when I wrote my own book, I wrote it so that there was room for that to go on, you know, that you could make it your own book. Say, you know, I'd lend you my copy of, of They Ask You Answer, but I can't because you'll see all my notes. And <laughs> I don't want you to lose my place on certain points. Go get your own, make your own notes. And that's what's valuable about that kind of book is that it does become part of your workbook, your work manual, if you like an approach to things that, like I said to him in the conversation, you know, I'm outbound. Why would I have to worry about inbound? I know I get results yeah. because I'm speaking to people. But actually it was a piece of the puzzle that was missing. And it was interesting to hear, I mean, you literally, you were very brave in this conversation, actually, which is one of the reasons I was so impressed with it. You were very brave and you sort of challenged him on the, okay, Marcus, so where does the telephone fit in with all of this? <laughs> it would and have I been rude, wouldn't it, not to have asked that. I was like, I'd written it down and put it in front of me. Yours was just gorgeous. I was, I was, I was literally driving at the time, listening to it, and I nearly had to pull over to just like go, "Wow, (laughs) praise the conversation gods." (laughs) But he's right. I mean, he did, he he did pause, and he he considered it, and he was absolutely right. And this is kind of what I do in my training is if you know exactly what it is you're going to say, you have better conversations. If you believe in what it is that you're going to say, you're going to have better conversations. So whether you're answering the phone or you're dialing out, you're going to have a better conversation if you've got that uh, context of content behind you. So that's exactly what the written word will do and support you in your conversations. So I was like, boom, yay. It's like having an endorsement from Marcus Sheridan. I'm going to ask you a very personal question here because this show is about you at the end of the day. Ultimately, it's your project. And wind back, I don't know, what is it, 20 episodes or so now, you had your celebratory anniversary episode where you chatted with Nat Schooler. Yeah, and I really appreciate you inviting me to ask you a few questions. I'm just so happy that you were up for the gig, Nat. (laughs) (laughs) Making conversations count, Wendy. How did you actually get into making conversations count? Oh, goodness. Well, without giving you my life history. And he asked you about your conversation that counts ah, that was, gave... yeah that was the half that was the six months point wasn't it I think and you know that conversation that you had with now I'm wondering now if you were to update that episode whether or not there would be a different conversation that counts that you would mention now or am I am I being a bit premature with that 
I just think that those conversations that count, it can evolve and change because they're the conversations that are in context with where you are right now. I think everybody, and we've said this about guests saying, oh, I don't know if I've got any. And then they come going, I've had quite a few. I don't know which one to pick. Then we've had like Anne Hobbs, who's who's clearly had one conversation that she's never spoken about in 20 odd years publicly. I think it's like lots of things. It depends. It depends on what you're doing and where you go. And And for me, the conversation that counted, which spurred the idea for the show would definitely be the same conversation that underpins the podcast. If you were to ask me retrospectively, if I just wanted to speak about just in general, anything in any part of my life, I'd probably want to share something new because there's more insight, there's more depth and flavour in that. So the answer is yes and no. <laughs> and that is the beauty of this podcast is there is no definitive answer, only more questions and more conversations to be had. <laughs> so on brand. <laughs> I'm just really, really blessed that I get to speak to people like Marcus, uh, people like Brad Sugars, Ivan Meisner, Nikki Pattinson, Rob Begg, you know, the, the list just goes on and each and every guest, whilst I can't name them all now because we're over, we're nearly 80 episodes, Ooh, and, you yes. know. <laughs> We'd be here for an hour. <laughs> we wouldn't be here too long, but every single conversation has touched me in some way that I just trust that it touches somebody else as well. So there you have it. If you want to have a more successful website as part of your sales process, you need to be more honest with your customers. Have you followed the podcast yet in your favorite player? If that's Apple Podcasts, it's really simple. Click the three dots in the top right hand corner and hit the follow button. If you're listening in Spotify, it's the follow button just beneath the artwork. In anything else, just look out for the follow button or it might say subscribe if you're listening in one of those weird ones. Until next Thursday then, when the next episode of Making Conversations Count will be in your playlist. In the meantime, enjoy carrying on those conversations. <laughs>